Five by five at the movies. Five by five at the movies. We like watching movies. Now listen to the show. Ryan on the set. Hey Dan. Hey Keith. The sun's out. Yeah, it is. That's fucking weird for us. <laughs> I'm recording at five in the afternoon, so I don't have to record at three in the morning and sound like an <laughs> asshole again. Yep. Uh, so no fireside ad. No. But not because I don't love fireside, <laughs> because I don't give a shit about that three minute ad. <laughs> yeah. But I finally had lunch with Dan and Hattie. Yay! Yeah. We uh, they picked a really nice place that was closed forever they that we went to. So we went next door to picnic. <laughs> That's the name of a store, not like an actual picnic. It would have been adorable. <laughs> yeah. They brought me a really nice fireside pit and a fireside mug. Nice. It says podcast fuel on one side. Yeah. Which I thought was the name of another company he was starting, but it was just a joke. <laughs> just a, like, just podcast coffee. People. Yeah. <laughs> so that happened. So I don't have to fart after their noises, their names anymore. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I know. That was fun. I mean, have to. Uh, strong yeah. language. Yeah. <laughs> I did tell them that I've been offering advertisement on the show for five dollars. They did not like that, <laughs> and I said, "I said, don't worry, because nobody's, nobody's doing taking it. it up." <laughs> but if you would like to advertise on our podcast for five dollars, let me know. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. don't tell. Don't Dan tell and Dan Hattie. and Hattie. They don't gotta fucking know. It's between you, me, and Dan. <laughs> and the people that actually listen, because it ain't them. Uh, all right, let's go in the mailbag. Mailbag. Uh, so you know, you ever use Wish? Yes. The app? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So someone hacked my Wish account. No, no. And changed the email. They haven't bought nothing on it, but I sent them a message. But I started a new Wish account using the 5x5 five five email. Yeah. So now the, the email has like two or three spam emails from Wish. Nice. Uh, and that's what's in our mailbag. Nice. <laughs> nothing new from people. Get some real cheap crap <laughs> that'll expire in 10 minutes if you don't act now. We're not going to get into a conversation about Wish. All right, uh, reviews. Reviews. No new reviews. No. <laughs> no, nothing new written. Still sitting in 155 reviews, uh, three of which are for the current incarnation of the show, which is fine. Yeah. Charts. Charts. We're not on any charts right now, which <laughs> yeah. makes me, that that to me seems like impossible. Mm-mm-mm. So I think I fucked up with Chartable. But the good thing is that soon we're going to be switched over to Fireside. Because yeah. we're not currently using Fireside. <laughs> I yeah. lie and say that I use Fireside, but the company's still the the the, the yeah, in between. Yeah. We're gonna switch over. By the way, when I get on Fireside, I'll have more integration with Chartable. Maybe we'll figure out where the fuck we actually are. Because I refuse to believe we were like eight hundred and forty, then dropped to nothing on every chart ever. Yeah. I, absolutely, something's fucky there. But I'm just gonna start stop bringing up charts for a while. Let's get into some news. News time. All right, first piece of news: uh, the Batman. Yes. The the Matt Reeves uh, with Twilight Kid yes. Robert Pattinson. It's coming it's the, out. Uh, the the Weekly Planet guys call him a Robat Bat and Bat. That's stupid. Uh, I didn't know that was going to be actually. There's no Bat Fleck equivalent. Right. Ro Batman. Yeah. I'm going to call him Ro Batman. Sounds like he's a robot. Ro Batman. Uh, I call him Vampire Bat. <laughs> sparkly Batman. Sparkly Batman. All right. We spent enough time on that already. Uh, I didn't know that was actually DCEU. I yeah. thought it was like a completely separate reboot. But apparently is in the same universe okay. as 
Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Flash. So it's like a, a prequel to Batman v Superman? Right. Okay. I'm very confused. Weird. Yeah. All outlets are saying, yes, 100%, it's DCEU. Okay. It has cast its Catwoman, which will apparently be the first villain. Okay. As Zoe Kravitz. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah, I saw that. That's the, yeah, that totally works. And this freaks me out because Zoe Kravitz is Jason Momoa's stepdaughter. Oh, yeah. Because Lenny Kravitz had Zoe with Lisa Bonet, Uh and then Lisa Bonet married Jason Momoa in 2013, I think. Oh, weird. They started dating in 05, so now Catwoman is Aquaman's stepdaughter. Oh, that's weird. And, like, he went on social media, he's like, you're going to have a blast, I'm so proud of you, this is great, and now they're (laughs) technically in the same universe, uh, well... Two, two wow. of the same universes. Yeah, Because, yeah, yeah. you know, ours and then the, the DCU. <laughs> yeah. Um, in an additional universe. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, is there going to be a weird situation where Aquaman and Catwoman are in a scene together? And it's going to be weird because they're related. Yeah. Not by blood, but. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I just thought funny. that was really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Saying in the DCEU, in a, I saw a really funny interview with Woody Harrelson and Jesse Eisenberg mm-hmm. uh, when they asked about the future of their comic counterparts. Like, do you guys know where Carnage and Lex Luthor are going? And Jesse Eisenberg, <laughs> there was this really long, awkward pause. They both went, yes. <laughs> and then Jesse's just like, it, it's two different uh, mediums because you'll see Carnage mm-hmm. on a movie screen and you might see Lex Luthor like in my living room. So he's basically saying he's not going to be uh, Lex Luthor anymore. Okay. Also, in Jesse Eisenberg news, I ran into him today physically. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I was at work and they were doing all sorts of Zombieland Two press. And ah. He was in the club and I, I wasn't paying attention. And I turned around and boom, <laughs> literally slammed into him. And I said, "Oh, I'm so sorry, Zuckerberg." I did, I did not say that. I said, oh, I'm sorry, sir. That looked straight down. He speaks in exactly the way you think he speaks. Oh, yeah? Monotone. Like, I was hearing him talk to one of his people, and he's like, now, when you use the term actually, that's an indicator of... And then he just kind of trailed off. And I'm like, oh, my God, he is like a robot. <laughs> so I ran into a robot Zuckerberg today. That's what I ran into. That's fun. Yeah. That happened. You got a weird job. I know. Uh, Elon Musk <laughs> drops a meme yesterday okay. talking about how much he likes Space Jam. <laughs> uh, and the meme is a giant shark eating smaller sharks. And the smaller, the big shark says Space Jam and the little ones say the Joker and Avengers Endgame. So apparently to him, Space Jam is the end-all be-all of great movies. <laughs> And he also tweets out that Space Jam should have got an Oscar. Okay. Yeah, I'm okay if he wants to go to Mars. I love me some Space Jam, but chill the fuck out, dude. Yeah. This is why I don't own any uh, stock when I'm, like, looking at my retirement (laughs) account in uh, Tesla or, like, any of his companies. Yeah, like SpaceX. (laughs) Because... When your whole company's reputation uh, is based on one person, <laughs> oh, and that yeah. one person is as fucking weird as Elon Musk. Yeah. Didn't, like, uh, was it Tesla, like, stock tanked for a day after he went on Joe Rogan and smoked pot? Yes. <laughs> like, and he's not technically supposed to be, like, a board member, I don't think. Yeah. Or something. Like, he doesn't have controlling interests. Yeah. Because he's, he, he's too fucky. 
That's the problem. When yeah. you get that much money, rules don't yeah, apply like to you anymore. Volatile personality. <laughs> they don't want him tied yeah. to money. No, of course not. <laughs> it just becomes numbers to him at that point. Yeah. Like, and he, he really wants to go to Mars. And everyone's like, you know, you can't come back if you go. And he's like, oh, it's fine. <laughs> like, just go. Yeah. Now, I agree. Space Jam, amazing film. Yeah. Great film. Love it. <laughs> I don't know if you'd get down call it the big the shark jam. to Adventure Zen Yeah. I'm not sure I would either. Like, Desert Island, if I'm stuck between watching Endgame or uh, Space Jam, I'm probably picking Endgame. Yeah. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. But, you know, do you. Whatever. Yeah. Good on you, Elon. <laughs> uh, Matrix 4 news. Yeah. Uh, still no word whether or not they're going to recast Lawrence Fishburne mm. but they are put they put out the casting agencies they are casting a young Morpheus okay which means this may be a flashback it may be time travel it's definitely yeah. not a fucking prequel cause Neo and Trinity are in it yeah cause it's supposed to be taking place after three but yes. ostensibly with already two characters who are supposed to be dead dead right <laughs> yeah. uh, and a, and a Weird casting flex, they have cast Neil Patrick Harris in an unknown role. Okay. Which sounds like a joke. <laughs> yeah. But it's not. I don't know what he's going to be, but he's in it. All right. Yeah. I'm not against it. Yeah. It's just, I can't imagine. What, I mean, there are some, like, very scrawny, mousy looking. Oh, maybe he's mouse oh, all grown he's, up. Yeah, he's grown up the kid. Or kid. Yeah. Yeah. Kid lived, right? I think so. Yeah, I think kid lived. Did he? Yeah, yeah, no, because he's like, the war is over, Zion, yeah, the war yeah. is over. Yeah, Maybe he's grown yeah. up kid. Wouldn't that make sense? Yeah, that worked for me. Yeah, okay, so MPH, I mean, I, I can't think of a single thing on the planet that MPH has made worse. That's true. Or has not been made better by his presence. Yeah. Including the world at large. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not sure I see him <laughs> in, like, gritty Matrix world, but we'll see. Yeah. I also uh, right. saw an article that, like, is arguing the fact that the Matrix doesn't exist anymore because at the end, uh, the architect said he's going to release everyone, but that's not actually what he said. So I'm like yeah. yelling at the screen. It's everyone. Who yeah, it's wants just to get the out. next version of the Matrix. Is is the the whole colorful sunrise like at the end of the movie? Right. Well, no, he's, they're like is like the, the ones that can be awoken because it's not everyone. Yeah. He said he'll, he'll release. That doesn't mean everyone. A lot of yeah. people are just stuck in the matrix. Yeah. Or like Cipher, who would rather be in the matrix. Yeah. <laughs> rather than in the uh, Cipher was re- right. Terrible real world. <laughs> like the older I get, the more I kind of agree with Cipher. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't want to fight. Just put me in and give me a steak. I fucking yeah. love Snake. Make me an actor. <laughs> Let's do some movie reviews. You saw Joker. Yeah. What'd you think? I'll do El Camino. You do Joker. I, 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 I I'm didn't still kind of two ways about it. Like it's a first off, Joaquin Phoenix is amazing. He crushes sure. it. Um, but I feel like the movie's trying to be way more important. It's like self-important. Okay. More than it actually pulls off. And I think a lot of the the debate over what is real in it um, is interesting. It's a fun conversation to have. But um, for my theory, which I guess can be sort of non-spoilery, is that essentially almost the entire movie isn't real. But if 
if if the whole movie's not real, then he's not really the Joker in real life. So how is it a movie about the Joker if he's not really the Joker? Wasn't St. Elmo's <laughs> fire all inside the autistic kid's head? Yeah. <laughs> that that still happened. I yeah. I it's it's confusing. <laughs> yeah. I can and, see that. And I feel like it's it's trying to be confusing rather than trying to be ambiguous yeah okay yeah uh, uh <laughs> out, out of five clowns how many clowns would you give it I, I could honestly give arguments for two or four okay <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> depending on your mood like not terrible not the best somewhere in the middle and it's either better than half or worse than half why don't you just, <laughs> depending why don't you just, on the just point of view three. It's but but it's not it's Got so it. it's so like specifically interesting that if it's like uh, it's not middling it's not right. meh you know it's it's either it swung for the fences and um, so you're either getting credit for that or not getting credit for exactly that. it's like it's either a swing and a miss or a swing and a hit maybe it was a ground double but not a home run okay. Yeah, I'm not sure we have a lot of sports. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. I just realized I'm not as angry during the day, like when there's suns out. <laughs> like I ought to be angry and yell about movies and get out the megaphone again. But I'm like, I oh, know everything's great. <laughs> yeah, there's there's something to, about uh, recording during the day. <laughs> All right, El Camino. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, uh, I don't know what the fuck you're waiting for because it's free. It's on Netflix. Yeah, everyone's got fucking Netflix. If you don't have Netflix, someone you know's got Netflix. It is the follow-up movie to breaking bad um mm-hmm. I'll, I'll try to be not as spoilery uh this was a beautiful film that was a hundred percent unnecessary same way i feel about joker there you go, there you go. <laughs> <Just a> lot- <laughs> gorgeous <laughs> acted incredibly well right. not entirely sure if it was necessary right. breaking bad ended well and like there there's so many and you need to have this there's so many like turn to the camera aha moments mm. remember when this happened in the series nah. remember what happened in the series and I'm like alright and like it's you know it's all about Jesse and what happens to him after he drives away in the El Camino mm. dinner Breaking Bad but the, the ending it doesn't give you anything mm. that being said if this were just another episode on the end of the series I would say great yeah it's well written it's, it's beautiful it's like a backdoor pilot for a Jesse series maybe uh but that's hard to pull off because you know I, I, yeah. like it's spoiler, <laughs> without spoiler. Right? Um, but like, it's it's worth the watch. But like, don't expect a Breaking Bad movie. Expect mm. like you know at the end of Harry Potter. Yeah, when, yeah. when you get the the, the, the little, like nineteen years later. Yeah, like boy, do we not fucking need that? <laughs> yeah. Boy, do we not fucking need? It's interesting to watch. Yeah. Like, okay, there's Harry putting his kid on the train. Didn't need it. It could have just been the end of the Battle of Hogwarts. Yeah. Um, so that, that's how I feel about it. I give right. it, I, I will give it a middling score. I'll give it a three El Caminos out of five El Caminos. There we go. Because it, it, it didn't need to happen. Yeah. It was fun to watch. I won't watch mm. it again. Yeah. But I might watch Joker again. Okay. Did it make you want to go shoot anyone? No. So would you say that someone that watches that movie and does want to shoot someone probably has some mental health issues? Uh, yeah. And maybe should go seek help for that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll even pay for it. Reach out. Right. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's hop into Marvel news because there's a bunch of it. Oh, boy. <clears throat> All right. One, Kevin Feige gets a new position in Marvel. He is okay. now 
the chief creative officer of everything Marvel, including TV and comic books. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. So now he is going to direct the was comic book universe. Joe Quesada was the previous in the comics, at least. Joe Lieb? Joe Lieb? Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't Quesada. Joseph Did... Lebb? Someone. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone else. But but that that person is still the director. It's just that now mm. he is the chief creative officer of overarching everything. So the, all the TV series that are going to come out and every Holy all shit. the direction of all the comic books is now Feige, Feige, Feige. Wow. In addition to him producing a Star Wars. Yeah. In addition to him producing Spider Man 3. A busy man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would suck his dick uh, to get some <laughs> of the talent out. Said it before, I'll say it again. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited to see his Star Wars. I don't think he's going to do a bad job because he couldn't no. be doing any worse. Yeah. <laughs> the, the current <laughs> Star Wars. Venom director mm. Ruben Fleischer says that the Spider-Man crossover will definitely happen. Okay. He says that there is, he's, they're already planning it, that it's going to happen. My guess is like when they finally do run out of like Disney shit to do. They'll bring in Tom Hardy and Woody Harrelson. Yeah. And they'll do that. Um, but he's not directing Venom 2, which I think is weird for him to be like giving interviews and talking about the direction of the franchise. <laughs> Andy Serkis <laughs> is directing Venom 2. Okay. Which is a weird... Yeah. Having Claw... All right. ...direct. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, so there's all sorts of weird shit going on in that camp. Oh, it's weird. And also, um, I don't know if this is part of your list. I uh-huh. heard... Um, uh, rumors that Disney was uh, looking to purchase outright Spider-Man uh, from Sony for up to four or five billion dollars. I didn't read it. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't think they'd give it up. Yeah. After that, fi- I, mean, cause... I mean, they bought Star Wars for four billion. Right, but that's from a person. Yes. To a person, four billion dollars is a lot of money. Yeah. yeah, yeah. To Sony. Yeah. It might not be. Yeah, that might be. We can make that in no. four movies. Right. Keeping Spider-Man. Totally. Yeah, yeah. That's why I think it's it's not yeah. going to happen. Yeah, it would like, be the single... If I'm George single, Lucas... It, yeah, it would be the single most expensive single IP buy like, in history. Right. But I think it still behooves Sony did to have I hope Tom Holland's it. making bank on these fucking movies. I oh hope my god, yeah. I hope he's <laughs> making Tony Stark money at this point. Because, like, if yeah. they're going to buy his character right. for a $4 billion, like, he better be getting more than, like, $15 million a movie. <laughs> yeah. Holy shnikes. Yeah. Yeah. God, I just want a little money. If you're, if you look, if you're in the movie industry and you're listening to this show, just give me some money. Just a little bit. Give me, like, a mil. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Hook it up. Put me in something. I don't give a shit. Uh, so that's happening. Uh, also, on a side note, uh, I've been seeing all these articles pop up that um, George Lucas is angry about oh, the direction yeah. of Star Wars. That, like, yeah. a, a big part of the contract was they also bought from him the outlines yeah, of his for version seven, of 789. He was assuming they were going to use his outlines. Right. But they were very clear with him and like. Uh, Disney's been saying this like p- part of the big sticking point was that we don't need to consult with you that we don't need to use your outline that we can we have the option to and so George Lucas yes I think would have made better movies but also mm-hmm. 
fuck you and cry on your mountain of money. Yeah. You didn't need $4 billion. Yeah, yeah. You didn't need to, you, you can go sit on your fucking pile of money and <laughs> yeah. cry about, oh, they didn't make the movies my way. Yeah. You owned you Lucasfilm. You could have just made them. <laughs> yeah. You had the merchandising rights. <laughs> yeah. All the toy money. You didn't need to sell it. You sold, I don't even know why you sold it, but you did it. So, like, unless you explicitly put in the contract, here's the outline you must follow and you must have me as a consultant, you don't get to cry about it. You don't even get to be angry about that. Yeah. You don't get anything because you didn't... If Look, if you were living out of your van and this was... You were down to your last <laughs> buck and you had this out, sure, they're exploiting you. But fuck you. <laughs> I'll say it to your face, George. You got $4 billion. You're one of the richest people on the fucking planet. Yep. Stop crying. Yeah. You you didn't have to sell your property. Yo. If someone came to me and said, Keith, this character you came up with, we're going to give you $4 billion for it. I'm like, I'll make another. <laughs> I don't yeah. give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel about Quit it. Quit your bitching. That's you literally had the rights and the money to make them yourself if you wanted to. Anybody would have made the, the next Star Wars. Yeah. Anybody would have fucking made it. You decided <laughs> to sell it. Nobody put a fucking uh, laser sword to your head. Uh, but he is a consultant on the next one, on Rise of Skywalker. Okay. Yeah, they brought him I wonder because... If, yeah, because maybe that was a... Oh, for Rise of Skywalker. Okay. Because I was thinking was it's the wrapping up. Because bringing they, him, no, because but... they needed certain information from him to wrap up the whole series. And they mm. asked some questions about 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. So we even got what he wanted in the end anyway. <laughs> Fuck yeah. white male privilege. Right? Oh, my God. Oh, they didn't use my ideas. <laughs> On my solid gold spaceship. Yeah, <laughs> white male billionaire privilege. God damn. All right. Christ. <laughs> Moving on. Mm. Ryan Reynolds tweeted a picture of himself at Marvel Studios. Ooh. Uh, and this comes right after news that Deadpool 3 will continue to be rated R. Nice. Uh, possibly he's there. Te- like The only reason he's teasing stuff is, I think, because of the Fox acquisition. Yeah. But I think there's going to be a massive amount of X characters in Deadpool. Oh. Because that's where you can use them. Yeah. You know I mean? Before they relaunch the X Men universe. Yeah. You have this catalog of thousands of X characters. Yeah. And Deadpool is uniquely, uh, uniquely able to bring in characters, and if they don't work, you don't have to use them. No, it's it's a farce. Yeah. It's a parody of the X universe. Yeah. So you can introduce whatever you want into the Deadpool movies. Yeah. And just say, oh no, it's a Deadpool movie. It doesn't count. For real. <laughs> Yeah, so I think we're going to see a lot of cool shit. And uh, my last piece of news is non-news, because I thought this was the (laughs) stupidest thing I've ever seen someone put on the internet. (laughs) In an interview with uh, James Gunn about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Uh they asked him if someone's going to die in that movie. (laughs) Uh, Is he going to just say, yeah, all of them? His response was (laughs) that he couldn't remember a comic book movie where someone didn't die. And I said, son of a bitch. I can't think of a single comic book movie where someone doesn't die. Wow. Even going back to Howard the Duck, I can't think of one. Yeah. Isn't oh, that fucking man. crazy? So, in other news, uh, water is wet. The sky is blue. <laughs> yeah. The earth is flat. Yeah, people die in comic book movies. <laughs> people die in comic book movies. You're not going to fight me on the earth is flat thing, huh? 
That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Just gonna let it slide. <laughs> it's the sunlight. Slide is, why is, it, is it slightly shifted? <laughs> there, it's not flat. All right, uh, let's do an interview. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, this is my interview with Alexander Philippe. He is the director of the documentary Memory: The Origins of Alien. Which, Word. through the entire interview, I refer to as the origin of Alien, not the origins. Mm. And he never once corrected me, and I feel Aww. like a dickhead. <laughs> he just smiled. This was like his last interview out of like a hundred. <laughs> yeah. You can just tell how much he <laughs> does like... not want to talk to me. He's just tired. He's, He's like, just, so they're late at the end of the tunnel. Right. <laughs> like, Here's this fat kid shoving this microphone <laughs> in my face, all hype. Can you just let me go to my fucking hotel room? Please? <laughs> all I gotta do is get through this without a meltdown yeah <laughs> so but thank you so much for being a good sport alexander here is my interview with alexander philippe hey guys five by five of the movies with alexander philippe how the hell are you i am doing pretty darn good thank you you are the director of memory a i got this written down so don't fuck it up <laughs> memory no, i already don't have it written down what is it memory the origin of alien there it is there you go. memory um is this the Texas premiere, the U.S. premiere? What is this? Is the Texas premiere? The, the the world premiere was Sundance, so it's it's been it's been around for for a little while now. Holy shit, that's yeah. a big fucking deal. How was that experience? It was great. It was actually a second in a row after seventy eight fifty two, which yeah. actually was also here two years ago. It's about the shower scene. Correct. Yeah, Correct. Yeah. yeah, whole feature yeah. about the shower scene. Yeah. yeah. And I, I looked at your filmography. You got a lot of horror shit in there. I guess so. I guess there's something about horror that um, you know brings it out of me. So you're hiding some pretty dark secrets in your past, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm a very dark, brooding soul. What, what has been your least favorite part of this film festival so far? Oh, man, I don't, I don't, I don't think of a least. Everything's been so great. Not one thing. Someone bumping into you, shitty parking. Not a goddamn you know, thing. I'll okay, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. The worst thing is that I just couldn't stay up late enough right. to really enjoy karaoke last night. That's, that's really Cast Rain's karaoke, yeah. the animatronics on stage. That yeah. was pretty, so you didn't sing anything? No, I, I would have, but you know, I wanted to sing something with Carrie, my producer, but then she, she didn't feel like it. You know? What is your go-to karaoke song? Uh, Total Eclipse of the Heart. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. And you need you need a partner for that one. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a song that you sing by yourself. If it's by myself, it'll be Creep by Radiohead. Okay, shit, that's a good one. So uh, it kind of goes in with the whole horror thing because yeah. both those videos are fucking awful and, like, terrifying. Um, okay, so uh, why Alien? Why not? No, I mean, it's, look, it's it's a film that, that has so much mythic resonance and that uh, has such cultural significance that, uh, you know, it, it was a perfect fit. Right after the shower scene, I had to get into the chestburster and... And then really kind of uh, uncovered a whole sort of like, you know, rabbit hole of, uh, uh, you know, mythological underpinnings, as it were, you know. Right. So how, how did Alien affect you personally the first time you saw it? You know, it, it, the, the first impact that Alien had on me as a kid was actually the poster. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, the original egg one. Yeah, 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 yeah. With the tagline, you know, no one can hear you scream. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. It's so incredible. And I just I just kept... It was this absolute dread of watching the movie, you know, because your mind goes there. In space, no one can hear you scream, my gosh, what the fuck am I going to find there, yeah. you know? And so as a result of that, I actually waited a few, um, a few years to, right. to, to watch the film and right. uh, watching it on VHS for the first time. It just completely blew me away. Yeah. Uh, if, if you could redirect one horror film, like we're going to reboot it, we're going to start from scratch, <laughs> what would you pick? Oh man, if any. question. Um, 
you know, I would love to remake and, and not that. I mean, look, it's it's a perfect movie. But but if I just for fun, I would love to do Psycho from the perspective of Norman. Oh shit! Yeah, that's what I would love to do. That'd be a cool. That sounds like a Black Mirror episode to me. <laughs> what about when you're at home and just experience movies and you're thinking, what's the next thing I'm gonna tear the fuck apart and put into a documentary? Like, what is? What's your situation? Are lights down low? Is there snacks? Are you fucking in the zone? <laughs> Uh, it, it really depends on the movie. I mean, I think, you know, some of them, like for instance, you know, we just actually released a film on the exorcist, yeah. uh, well, it premiered at Venice a couple of weeks ago and, and, uh, you know, eventually it'll make its way here. But, but, um, you know, my process was that one was take the exorcist. I went to, um, uh, Northern California on this vineyard, you know, beautiful kind of idyllic place. And I took the exorcist with me and I watched it for 30 days, every once a day for 30 days Get straight. <laughs> yeah. Do not try this at home. Yeah. So you can probably you can probably do the whole movie top to bottom in your own head at this point. Yeah, pretty much. And but you know that's the thing about those great movies. Every time you watch it, something new comes to the surface, right. and you keep. But that you know that's what I love about movies is that the, the truly great movies you can never ever get to the bottom of them. You will always find something new. I made a joke about you tearing apart, but that sounds like the way to dissect. Like you know how Kubrick makes you do like 150 takes of opening yeah. a door or something. To watch that movie 30 times, you you must pick out like nuanced shit that you would have never seen 30 days earlier right yeah exactly and i think especially the exercise of of you know just watching it every day for 30 days yeah. uh you know you, you're still in that space you're still in that mental space and then you watch it again and you watch it again and you watch it again you know just like when uh, we did you know 1752 i mean i was probably watching the shower scene just the shower scene 20 to 30 times a day oh, you know shit. yeah and it's rough man i mean because it's like it's pretty gruesome it's yeah. a gruesome screen moment. I'll desensitize you. Yeah, well, I mean, but see, I, I don't, I, I, I get into it emotionally. And so when you watch that over and over and over again, there are these moments when you're like, you know, I'm going to step away from this shit for like yeah. a couple of days. I need to just go and smell some flowers or something, you know? Now, at any point, did you not want to take a shower or did you think about killing someone in a shower after watching it that many times? No, 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 no. So thankfully, neither. <laughs> you know, I, I love my showers and uh, I would never dare. I would never dare step someone in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, like uh, just this festival, it's, you know, it's, it's the biggest genre film fact. There's so much horror. There are days I watch a film and I'm like... I'm going to go home and get in my blankets and think about how awful people are. <laughs> yeah. No, and man, what a program. I mean, you know, like we, we're going to give some serious kudos to Evrim and his entire programming team. I'm just blown away. I mean, this is only my second time here, but, uh, you know, just the, the quality of the programming from top to bottom. I mean, every, every film that I've seen. People here like their movies. They do. They really <laughs> do. But that's because they program great movies. They really bring great movies here, you know. What are you eyeballing next? Uh, Film-wise, uh, well, I'm, we're, we're working on a film on uh, Monument Valley, actually, right now, in cinema. It's kind of a film about John Ford and about specifically his framing and the iconography of, of, uh, of the monuments and, and, uh, and, you know, and the iconography of the West, you know. Uh, so there's that. Uh, believe it or not, there will be another film about the shower scene. Wait, whoa, whoa, a follow-up? Yes, a follow-up, yes. Absolutely. How much could you possibly say about the shower uh, scene? There's so much that hasn't been said, and it's, a, it's going to be a completely different take. Completely different take. You did a whole documentary on the shower scene from Psycho. Yes. And you said, that's not enough. I need to make a second one. Yes, absolutely. Will it be a trilogy? Uh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I, there will be at least another one for sure. Holy shit. Yeah. All right, going back to memory. Um, yes. What's your favorite part of Alien? You know, 
I, I, the scene that I love so much, you know, of course, you know, let's forget the chestburster, which is, right. you know, it's the Mona Lisa of, of, of Alien, but uh, it really the scene when the discovery of, of the space jockey, uh, you know, the egg chamber, just, just basically the, the bowels of the derelict, you know, it's, it's so otherworldly, it's so Lovecraftian, uh, it is obviously completely Giger, you're inside his universe, uh, it's spectacular. You know, yeah. And uh, for everyone that is not able to see it yet, but going to, what's one thing they should know going in to see it, or what's one thing you could impart to them, like as an expectation, if anything. In, in watching Alien or watching Memory. Memory. Oh, into watching Memory. I think that uh, I would say to the hardcore Alien fans, uh, if people go into watching Memory thinking, you know, this is going to be the quote-unquote ultimate making of documentary. Uh-uh. uh-uh. It, this is not what this film is about. It's not a making of. It's a it's a film that is going to surprise the shit out of you. It is a film that is really about... It's a mythological take right. on Alien. And it's a film that goes into the ancient origins of the film that is about our collective unconscious and the resonance of myth. So, uh, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, please, please, please find it wherever you can. Go see Memory, The Origin of Alien. Alex, thank you so, so much for talking with us. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot. Well, that was informative. Uh-huh. <laughs> you definitely listened to. Yep, totally listened to. <laughs> definitely didn't just take a phone call. That's fine. <laughs> I, I do definitely listen to all these infl- uh, these uh, interviews once the episodes are out. <laughs> I do listen to them eventually. <laughs> that's, a, that's a Legion M flick, that documentary. Nice. I'm trying to get on their good side. Yeah, yeah. Legion M's good They've people. They've been doing, yeah. They've been putting out They've some good, good stuff. stuff. Yeah. Doing good things Thanks. with good people. Come. <laughs> all right thank you dan richardson for being our co-host yay thank you so much to everyone listening please review us on itunes if you're so inclined email us at five by five film at gmail.com with any questions concerns or criticisms find us on facebook at five by five at the movies thank you dan benjamin yay! thank you Hattie cook thank you to the entire five by five network <laughs> now that i had my lunch i'm very happy yeah uh, we'll see you next week with another five by five at the movies roll, roll credits, credits.